I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It started with a few posts in an online chat room. Within weeks, it was a global movement shaking the stock market. Anyone on Wall Street that really knows Wall Street is like, I can't believe this was possible. It would seem to defy logic. How did a chain of video game stores become the centre of frenzied speculation around the world? Video game retailer GameStop is set to continue their head-spinning ascent today. Is this a new front in the culture war? What made thousands of ordinary people take on the might of the hedge funds inflicting billions of dollars of losses along the way. It's a David versus Goliath short term, but David can get wrecked in this as well and end up losing a lot of their funds. As the share price of GameStop came tumbling back down again, was this just a blip? Or has it changed Wall Street for good? We are taking down these Wall Street f- greedy bank pig I don't give a f- if I lose it all. I just want this hedge fund manager piece of I just want him to lose. Just a warning. Today's episode is about the markets, and it will contain some financial terminology, which we'll try to explain as we go along, and some profanity, which we won't. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, GameStop, a very modern fable. Until last month, GameStop was a video game retailer, best known amongst the teenagers and their parents, who queued up to buy the latest games at its stores in America, Australia and parts of Europe. But then, over the course of a few feverish days in January, it became one of the most talked-about stocks in the world. Share prices surged by 700%. Millionaires were made in hours, whilst hedge funds suffered billions of dollars of losses. It has been truly a week like many, including myself, have not seen before. Caitlin McCabe is a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, which comes from the same media stable as The Times. In her role, covering financial markets and retail trading, she often lurks on online forums, and a few weeks ago, she noticed that something odd was happening. I started noticing a website on the internet 
Reddit, um, which is broken down into smaller forums that are typically grouped by interest. A lot of this excitement originated from a forum called Wall Street Bets. Probably the first or second week of January, I started noticing more and more people talking about GameStop. It has more than 8 million people on the forum now. By mid-January, everyone was talking about GameStop. Now, has everybody been following this crazy GameStop stock market story? Everybody's talking about it. Logan Paul, David Dobrik, and now Ja Rule are reacting to the whole GameStop and Robin Hood drama. When did you realize that this was not just chatter in the background, this was turning into something huge on the markets? I think we had started to see some inklings of this the previous Friday. And so I wrote a story that just said GameStop has risen from $4 a share a couple years ago to the $30 range. And it was starting to shoot upward. And that felt so significant because that was such a huge increase in the share price. Everyone who pays attention to these kinds of things was saying, OK, this is more than a quick blip in the stock prices two weeks after I wrote that story, everything just exploded. And that's when you started seeing GameStop share price hitting $200, $300, $400. Everything just really took off. And then, of course, that spread to other companies that were once left for dead, like AMC, the movie theater chain, and BlackBerry, which was once a cell phone company. We started to realize that there were these fundamental shifts happening in the market. And what did you make of them? What we could glean just right from the start was that there were these retail traders. Before we go on, you're going to hear a lot about retail traders throughout this episode. They're basically the amateurs, ordinary people who are investing some of their savings in stocks and shares, not the financial professionals. They're normal people taking a bet on the markets. And in this case, betting against Wall Street, which thought GameStop didn't have much of a future. But I'll stop interrupting and hand you back to Caitlin. These retail traders, and they were spending a lot of time on forums like Wall Street Bets on Reddit, and they were really excited to see this stock price climbing and excited to see institutional investors and hedge funds on the other side suffering from some bad wagers on their end. I think it just became a snowball effect where the price was climbing, the hedge funds were losing money, and more people got more excited and more people started buying the share price. That causes further pain for the hedge funds. I started getting you know text messages and calls from friends who ordinarily don't spend much time paying attention to the stock market. And they were saying, have you been <laughs> hearing about this GameStop thing? Certainly everyone on, on Wall Street and people who cover financial markets were talking about this. But when you have it on, you know, every television show and everyone <laughs> on the Internet is talking about it, you understand Your that this is... Your mother wants to know about exactly. it. Exactly. It's turned from what was just an interesting thing happening in a stock to kind of a cultural phenomenon. To find out more, we turn to our resident expert, a man who has a finger on the pulse of the markets. My recorder is on, so we are rocking and rolling. Meet Richard Fletcher. I've been the business editor of The Times for the last seven years and a business journalist. I was actually working this out last night. I, I used to say for over two decades, but I think I now have to say for nearly three decades, which is slightly depressing. I actually covered the original dot-com boom uh, and the financial crisis, and it all sometimes feels a little bit like deja vu at the moment. At what point... Did you realise 
something rather strange was going on. There's actually long been a debate about the valuation of GameStop. It's one of those sort of retro brands that I suppose people of a certain age feel very fondly about. It's the retailer where they probably bought their first console and maybe their first game. There's a number of hedge funds that believe it's the next blockbuster. Their belief is as gamers increasingly download games directly onto their consoles, the future for GameStop was bleak. But there was also a sort of handful of retail investors who passionately disagreed and have argued in recent years that the business was misunderstood. Gamers, they argued, would still want to own hard copies of games and parents and aunts and uncles would still want to buy a CD for a Christmas or birthday present. Members of Wall Street Bets saw an opportunity for a classic short squeeze. Now, if you're wondering what constitutes a classic short squeeze, hold that thought. We'll be back with Richard in just a moment to explain. But first, Caitlin takes up the story with some important background on another of the main protagonists in this remarkable tale, Robin Hood and its band of merry traders. So Robinhood is a trading platform. It's been around for less than a decade, and it really has just exploded onto the scene. One of the reasons that people like to use that platform is because it's free to trade, and it's very easy to use, and it's built primarily as a mobile-first platform. And so it makes it incredibly easy if you're on social media or watching CNBC, if you hear something interesting happening in a certain stock, you'll pull up your phone and just execute a trade there really quickly. I think that's one of the reasons why Robinhood took off in popularity. How do I get started with trading stocks? You download Robinhood on your phone, and then you uh, put your life savings in, and you listen to Reddit, and then you walk out of this as a millionaire. But I didn't tell you that, okay? Reddit said that, okay? But these are sort of ordinary people, not necessarily traders in their spare time or anything. These are, well, kids <laughs> sometimes. Exactly. These traders really come from all backgrounds, all ages, all levels of experience. The first thing you want to learn to do is, first of all, control your emotions. Second of all, you have to look at the equity that you would be liquidating. I just want to say thank you to the guy earlier. I'm a fairly new, uh, I guess, YOLO meme trader. In the past three weeks, I've learned so much. Hey guys, I just want to say thanks. I've, uh, I've learned yeah, a right. hell of a lot. This is really weird for me. I used to be in the army. I was in Iraq. Like, I fought in the war. The Wall Street Bets Reddit community, the predominant group in the forum are people who are in their 20s or 30s. Some are are really just trying trading for the first time in the last couple years or even the last few days. They're learning as they go. They're swapping tips. I'll tell you a couple things. If the money that you would get out of selling right now is seriously important to putting food on your table, then you want to prioritize that. It makes this movement so interesting because they have no training at all, and yet they still have been able to inflict losses on hedge funds and really shift the conversation on Wall Street. What is it like when you're on this message board? What makes Wall Street Bets so interesting is it really has its own culture. They have their own lingo. It's a community unlike anything else. You're not going to quite see anything like Wall Street Bets on Facebook. It is so intense. Give us a bit of a guide. What are rocket ship emojis used for and what are stonks? When you come in, you see rocket ship emojis everywhere. There's this phrase that's used over and over again on the platform that 
this stock is going to the moon, which basically means that it has <laughs> unlimited possibility for gains. And so you saw that with GameStop, where everyone was saying GameStop's going to the moon, and then it'd be followed by 30 rocket ship emojis. I like the rocket ships. The rocket ships are nice. Yeah, we in GME, we going to the moon. Got the diamond hands, don't gotta happen soon. GME, that's for me. All buy, don't sell, just keep holding. When you see that dip, don't get scared. Come on, go buy them shares. Hey. The overwhelming mantra on the site is you see it all the time and you saw it with this one trader who goes by the, the YouTube handle Roaring Kitty and he would always be posting um, screenshots of his games and it would say GME, which is the GameStop ticker, and it would say GME YOLO update. And YOLO means you only live once. So you see that all the time where people are definitely executing trades with that framework in mind. You know, you only live once, so I'm going to put... $10,000, $20,000, into GameStop. That's definitely the, the culture on Wall Street bets where it's just building people up who are wagering it all. And if you're selling, they're not happy with you. I saw post after post that was saying, hold the line, do not sell. We have to keep driving GameStop up. You mentioned Roaring Kitty, which is a great title for anyone. I understand the person who used it is a chap called Keith Gill, one of the people at the center of Wall Street Bets. Tell us a bit about him. Keith Gill is one of the retail traders who put GameStop on the map. Back in 2016, he started posting on Wall Street Bets, sharing screenshots of his E-Trade account. And at the time, GameStop was trading around $5 a share. His post started getting a lot of attention because... It would show that he had put maybe $50,000 into GameStop. And in the last few weeks, you saw his gains crossing into the seven figures and his total gains were easily crossing wow. 1 million and 2 million. That was part of what drove the enthusiasm around GameStop because they were seeing this guy who back in 2019 put $50,000 into it and suddenly he has $4 million or $5 million. I think his total gain was over $20 million for GameStop. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> and so people are watching that and filing in behind him and hoping to make similar profits. Exactly. He's like the one true king of Wall Street bets. I mean, people there <laughs> just totally idolize what he's done. Roaring Kitty may be an unlikely name for a financial idol, but his influence is enormous and it's no longer confined to Reddit boards. Happy holidays. I hope everyone's having a great week. Here he is, posting a YouTube Christmas Day message to his legions of followers. When I was building this position last year, we had nowhere close to a million dollars. I certainly do not drive a Lambo. We rent this house that you see. But all over social media, I've been seeing a lot of great things. And so hopefully by now, you know what my thesis is. There remains that tremendous potential upside. But right now, I need to step away from streaming, uh, spend some time with my family for a bit. I'll be back. I just don't know when. I don't know the timeline. When he did return in January with a huge bet on GameStop, the Reddit boards lit up. It's kind of just something that spreads like wildfire. People start posting about it and people take notice, so they start posting about it and then their friends see and they start posting about it and suddenly the whole internet's talking about it. But it's like anything else that goes viral on the internet, basically. 
As Caitlin watched, the interest in GameStop on Reddit snowballed. You can hear it. Here's the sound of a Wall Street Bets voice chat trading session in peak GameStop fever. There are more than 700 people listening. What advantages does Melvin Capra have on us? You know they're listening to us right now. We have to, we have to keep up our best behavior. The SEC is in this call. Oh, no way. Hasn't Internet Forum changed the markets for good? And how did hedge funds become part of the culture war? We'll have more in just a moment. For extensive financial coverage and in-depth reporting, subscribe to The Times and The Sunday Times today and get one month free. Visit thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For the last few years, we've watched the culture wars disrupt politics as we know it. Ordinary people gathering on the internet, forming a movement, and taking on the system. But how did the culture wars spread to finance? What made normal people care so much about taking on the hedge funds and the process of shorting? And, for that matter, what is it? What does it mean to short a stock? Here's The Times business editor, Richard Fletcher, to explain. So shorting is quite simple. It's just a way of betting that a share price is going to fall. And it's not just share prices you can bet on. But in terms of shares, the most common way 
to short a share is that you borrow a share from a broker with the promise that you'll return it at a future set date. But rather than keeping that share, you sell it, hoping to buy it back later when the share price has fallen. Some fund managers and retail investors short companies that they believe are overvalued or where they suspect there's an accounting black hole or other problem. You know, and there are fans of shorting, including me, you know, in a market that's dominated by companies and stockbrokers who are always arguing that shares are undervalued and you should buy their shares. It's quite healthy to have sceptical voices in the mix. So in terms of what happened with GameStop, this was a classic short squeeze. So GameStop had become a really popular trade with hedge funds. As the price rose, the rush for the exit turned to this stampede. And for those hedge funds, what sort of losses have they sustained? How bad has it been? The hedge funds probably lost about $20 billion, but that's an estimated figure. And obviously those losses were only realised if the hedge funds were forced to close their position. And a number were. Melvin Capital was one of the most high-profile failures. We don't know exactly how much they lost, but it's definitely in billions. Some estimate it could be as high as $4 billion. So they took a big blow. So... Some hedge funds were caught off guard and suffered significant losses in the frenzy around GameStop. But what about the ordinary investors, the ones following the tips on Reddit? Did they all make money? We spoke to someone who used to be one of the professional traders who shape markets, but is now investing in opening up the markets to ordinary people. My name is Simon Dixon. I'm the CEO co-founder of banktothefuture.com, an early Bitcoin investor and an ex-investment banker. I'm also a shareholder in Robinhood. It's not new for ordinary people to be able to invest in shares. You know, that's happened much more since the 1980s and the Big Bang, which opened up the markets. But it's generally quite rare for ordinary people to make a killing or to be able to shift a market like this, isn't it? You know, when I was a market maker, typically 90% of retail investors would lose money to the 10% of insiders. Um, But in this case, the 10% of insiders lost money to the 90% of people that normally lose money. To see people congregate together due to the power of the internet, to actually play the hedge funds at their own game, to me is just a signal that hedge funds don't always win. It does create a yin and yang that's good and bad. And the good of it is that you have an alternative to those that control the vast sums of money in an environment of record inequality. At the same time, lots of other retail people can get on the wrong side of these pumps and dumps. That's so interesting. It's been sort of set up as a a Wall Street versus the people, David versus Goliath kind of a battle. But is it a bit more complicated than that? It certainly is. And it's it's a David versus Goliath short term. But also David can get wrecked in this as well. If people are trading, and by trading I mean that they're looking to buy and sell very short term, then they should only be doing that with money that they can afford to lose. It's no more than a, a game of gambling. But most people need to learn their lessons the hard way. And that's certainly what will have happened to many of the people who invested, often for the first time, in GameStop. We trawled through 16 hours of online chats and live streams for this episode, and we've pieced together the inside story of what happened last Tuesday. I just woke up. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna take me a little bit to wake up here, but uh, alrighty, yo. So the market opens in about 40 minutes. 
and I'm going to see how much money I can personally make today off the advice that this subreddit says to do. And uh, but we're going to have to make our own, you know, like wise decisions here so we don't get. F so I have twenty five hundred in Robinhood. Basically, I'm going to hope to God it goes up by risking a bunch of money, basically. Honestly, guys, the one thing we just got to remember is what Gandalf said in Lord of the Rings is that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I don't think that was Gandalf. Just a few minutes into the market open right now. How does this end? These people on Reddit, they think they've discovered a uh, perpetual motion machine of sorts. Eventually, that gets exhausted. Is everybody still holding right? If you sell now, you're kind of a idiot. If we lose like $1,000, it's fine. Like, at least we stuck it to Wall Street. Even if we end up living in tents under the overpass, <laughs> at least we tried. Here's your morning brief for Tuesday, February 2nd. The euphoria surrounding stocks like GameStop showed signs of subsiding. Man, all this negativity makes me want to buy more GME. GameStop fell 44%. The good news is if you buy now, you will make your money back. We personally, us with diamond hands, we are holding because the profit to risk ratio is pretty serious, which is why we think this is a good gamble and it's why we like it. GameStop stock has lost 81% of its value. CNBC went on and said, oh, the Reddit rally tumbles and showing all the it's stocks dropping. Right it's now. so bull I'm negative 500 on my investment right now, so just hold. I was down literally a few minutes ago, 40K. The guy that posted oh, his 10 mil hello. down was pretty gnarly. Makes my 22K look like peanuts. Shares have plummeted even faster than they rallied. It dropped from like 225 to like 115 in like five yes. minutes. Does that mean the price um, might go even lower tomorrow? People are scared. There are people that are putting their life savings on this, and they were really banking on this. It's not over. I, okay, let's not talk about this. This stock price, it doesn't scare us. We love this stock. If I lose it all, right I'm now. going to blow my brains out. Yellow. We're British soldiers in the First World War, sitting in their trenches, being constantly bombarded and shelled right now. That's what's happening. I You're am tempted to put another grand down. It's at 90. I'm going to tell you guys straight up. I just shoveled mine, my sister's, my mom's car. I got 250 oh. for it. I'm gonna put it all in the GME. If you are putting money in that you cannot afford to lose, please don't do that. Is anyone Over. down for a suicide pact if uh, GME goes below 50? If I'm everyone just holds, it's, yeah. it's a Mexican standoff. Quick question, boys. We're not envisioning it falling to less than 75? I don't think we're going below 60. It's over. The people who are investing in these stocks lost their shirts. They're out. Pretty much every major news outlet is against us and what we're doing. I don't think they realize how determined a lot of us are. Whatever happens, I'm happy. I'm happy we're a part of yeah, it. Totally. I'm trying to make money today. You've got to be kidding me. The party was over, but for Wall Street bets, it was just moving on. Rocket ship emojis at the ready. Well, if the economy goes to and the banks go under, well, I guess then Bitcoin will go up, so I'll get in on that, so. With this whole scenario, the way people have been communicating on this Reddit message board and investing en masse, is it a form of market manipulation? I've sort of liked to describe it as sort of flash mob 
invest in. <laughs> That's a great term. <laughs> which, which I stole from someone else. I can't remember where I read that. <laughs> I don't think it is market manipulation. Everyone can see what they're doing. I'm sure there are probably some bad actors on the forums who are telling people that they're buying shares at the same time as they're selling shares. But that's not new. It is obviously fascinating to watch, but I suspect it is also of concern to the regulators because they're probably looking at this, looking at the fact that people are going to lose money. And when you see the sort of volumes we saw traded in the US markets, that does put the financial plumbing under huge strain. I think everyone is definitely waiting to see what the regulators do. Certainly, this has all caught the attention of members of Congress as well. I think we're in this holding pattern right now where everyone is just waiting for more answers. I do think that this is an interesting time in financial history. I do think we're going to see a lot more of this. This is the generation of debt. They go straight into debt with their student loans and they're trying to get their mortgages and the prices of real estate and property is always going up. And for them to actually start looking at savings and investings for the first time is only a positive thing. The challenge is when people have a get-rich-quick mindset and short-termism. Just finally, is this a bit of a flash in the pan? I mean, in a year's time, will you look back on this as just an interesting diversion? Or is this actually fundamentally changing the way markets are functioning. I don't think we'll see another GameStop for a while, but it does feel like there's a kind of new generation of investors. And I actually, I find that quite encouraging. They are definitely a force to be reckoned with. They do have the capacity to move share prices. It'll be really interesting to see what they do next. And what about GameStop in the middle of all of this? For the company who must have been watching their share prices going all over the place, how are they coping? I'm sure that they've been just as surprised as everyone else. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times with me, Manveen Rana, and my guests, Caitlin McCabe, who covers financial markets and retail trading for the Wall Street Journal, Times business editor, Richard Fletcher, and Simon Dixon, ex-investment banker and co-founder and CEO of Bank to the Future. You can find all of Richard's reporting and analysis at thetimes.co.uk or in print. The producer was Oliver Adamson. The executive producer today was James Shield. And sound design was by Falcon Kisseltuk. If you can, please do leave us a review. And if you'd like to get in touch with any stories you'd like us to cover or any thoughts on what you've just heard, then please do drop us an email to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. See you tomorrow. Subscribe today and get one month free at thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.